Hello, America. Wow. Another bright and sunny day right here in the U.S. of A. Uh, Almost a surreal day and surreal night last night. President gives like this spooky movie speech. Um, And then then uh, you find out that Tom Hanks and his wife have COVID-19. Then they they welcome everybody to uh, hey, welcome to the NBA. Going to be a great game. Unfortunately, all of those here in the stadium, you need to go home right now. But everybody's completely safe. Wait a minute. We've already gathered in a large crowd. What is the problem? Well, we find out even more. We have that update. We also have some breaking news on Andre Teloshenko, a guy who was on his way to testify in Congress yesterday until one senator, gee, I wonder who, said, we don't need this testimony. We'll get to that information that you absolutely need to hear. The Michigan, um, the Michigan guy who was, you know, at the auto plant and Joe Biden said, you're full of crap. He's on the program today. Also, Jeff Brown, a guy who can tell us exactly what's happening with any kind of vaccine or cure or any kind of medicine on uh, COVID-19. Actually, kind of a bright spot in today's world. It all begins right now. give you our coronavirus update here quickly um we have confirmed cases now 127,000 that's up from 126,000 yesterday total confirmed deaths 4,641 that's up about 300 patients that have recovered 68,000 plus now 125 countries have confirmed cases up from 120 yesterday this is the best news. The, cons- the cases considered serious, requiring hospitalization, is down again today, down from 12% to 11%. We now have 1,336 confirmed cases here in the United States and 38 deaths. That number is about to go through the roof, and you will understand in the next 30 minutes exactly why and what to do about it. All 50 states have at least now one confirmed case or one presumptive case. President Trump banned travel from mainland Europe last night for 30 days. UK travel not currently affected. They seem to be doing pretty well with this. Ban will limit human travel. Cargo-only travel will not face any restrictions at this time. The order is effective as of today, March 12, 2020. President Trump indicated that he will consider other travel bans from any hotspots as a means to follow the CDC recommendations to prevent bringing more infected people into the U.S. Inbound travel to the U.S. is now restricted for over a third of the world's population, including China, the U.K., Korea, Japan, Hong Kong, and Iran. But we all know, thank God we have the press, we all know he's only doing this to Europe because they're different. They look so different in Germany and Sweden and France. Um, the um, Congress was told yesterday that COVID-19 is 10 times more lethal than the flu. If that comes as a shock to you, that you haven't been paying attention. That's right now 10 times uh, more fatal than the flu. 
uh, containing the influx of infected people coming from other countries is super important, but also social distancing and isolation of the sick. Bottom line is Congress was told this is going to get much worse quickly. The U.S. stock market is taking a beating. We've now into the uh, bear market. We must be doing okay. We already closed once today. We took another breather on the stock market. It was open for maybe 10 minutes uh, before they... Can you stop coughing while I do this, Do It's really... It's freaking me out, man. Excuse me. Can you just check on the stock market? I don't see it up in front of me uh, how we're doing. We, we, we took another 10-minute breather. I'm shocked that those things work. Uh, but this is something that was put into the stock market as a safety valve, uh, just in case panic starts. Currently um, down 1,900 points, 8%. Mm, uh, how much? 8%? Mm. We were down as much as 10% this morning. It stopped at 7, then it shot back up to 10. The next time they stop it, if it has to be stopped today, we'll be at 13% losses. They'll stop it for 10 minutes. Hopefully, everybody gain their senses. And then uh, it officially closes for the day if we ever hit 20%. So they stop it at 7%, then at 13%, then they stop it for the day at 20 Hopefully, we won't get to that. But I will tell you, um, we are in for a very long haul. This is not something that is going to be over quickly. President Trump also taking a beating in his approval rating. Daily tracking poll, he stood at 1% net approval that's uh, approve minus disapprove on February 25th. Yesterday, it just came out. He is now 11 points underwater. That's a 12-point swing on the online uh, phone-based survey. The president's handling of coronavirus cited as the major reason for the shift in voter attitudes. Um, this is a ridiculous charge, in my opinion. Are there things that we could have done faster? Yes. Are there things we could have done differently? Yes. Um, but uh, I don't, I mean, he gets blamed for whatever he does uh, yesterday. They were, I can't believe he's not doing enough. Okay. We're going to cancel all, uh, air travel for anybody who wants to come here for the next 30 days from, you know, Europe where it's just exploding. I can't believe he's doing that. Do you know what that's going to come? I mean, he can't win. Joe Biden staffer accuses of Trump of deciding to let coronavirus get out of hand. This is a senior staffer. The digital director of the campaign tweeted yesterday. Sure seems like this is getting out of hand and Donald Trump decided to let it be this way. The tweet comes as Trump asked all Americans to put politics aside, stop the partisanship and unify as one nation and one family. Um, the calls for the staffer to apologize gone unanswered nobody's answering that phone maybe because maybe because joe biden's expected to answer and he's like i keep hearing this ringing noise i don't know what it is um the who finally calls covid19 a pandemic we've known this for a while they actually uh said yesterday speculation i should say those around suggested that the who did not call this a pandemic of a couple of weeks earlier when we all knew what it was it had fit the official uh definition but the reason why they didn't say that it was a pandemic is because they were afraid that people would go pa jeez well if it's a pandemic there's nothing we can do the decision came out yesterday to finally call this a pandemic because they're hoping that they can get people from throwing up their arms and saying see this is really no big deal it's a very very big deal 
New obstacles to testing in the U.S., lack of critical uh, region chemicals. This is going to be a mounting problem. We need certain chemicals. We've been foolish. This really started under Clinton and then just spiraled under control. I've been talking about it now over three decades. This has been a uh, topic of, uh, of, of mine saying we are foolish to give everything to China. They are taking control of our drugs, and if they ever turn into an enemy, they control what we can do. They control the medicine on the battlefield for America. Now the battlefield is America, and it's not bullets, it's the coronavirus, and we need our own services, and we need critical infrastructure here but this has been a 30-year spiral out of control it's going to take us a while between 70 million and 150 million americans they're now saying are going to be infected with this fighting to make this one percent a reality the case fatality rate of one percent is the goal let me say that again fighting to make a one percent death rate a reality is a goal it's not automatic the one case uh, the one percent case mortality rate for covid19 is not something that is consistent everywhere one percent or less is achievable and possible but it assumes infected people get critical medical care and every single one of us now has a role to play and we must take personal responsibility your role is very simple don't spread the disease. Don't get the disease. Don't uh, expose yourself to large groups. And I'm going to give you some information here in just a second that will show you this is easier than you think. Um, and in some ways harder than you think. Only if you don't realize it's already here. It's already here. As we've seen in China, Iran, Italy, case fatality rates, 3.5% in China, 8% in Iran, 6% in Italy are probable with COVID-19 once the hospital systems become overwhelmed. There's a goal that each of us should have. Do everything you can to not get infected. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Clean the surfaces that you touch all the time. Socially distance yourself from others. This will happen to you. I've been saying this for a while. We're all going to get this. And the reason why I've been saying it is because I want people to understand, oh, this is never going to happen to me. It's not going to come here. It's not going to really be a problem. It's going to happen to you. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is, uh, it's Thursday. What a week. What a week. Every day seems like a year. I was telling somebody yesterday, the other day, last night, I was having a meeting. And I said, you know, then this happened. And then the very next day, this happened. And somebody was sitting in the meeting and went, Glenn, that first thing happened this morning. The other thing happened this afternoon. I'm like, this is the same day. These things are changing so fast and they're so massive Mm -hmm. that it's the same day. This is going to accelerate. Welcome to our uh, uh, good friend, Pat Gray um, from Pat Gray Unleashed, 
who should not be here because he's going to get all of us sick. But uh, <laughs> I'm not sick. Oh, sure. That's what they all say. That's what they all say. <laughs> I do feel weird, though. This whole thing is making me feel so weird. Does you, Do you feel... I just want things to go back to normal. I mean, I think the last straw was Tom Hanks. I'm like, no, no, come on now. Now it's I real. Think Tom Hanks... It's real all up in here, now think, that Tom Hanks has it. <laughs> I think Tom Hanks is uh, this generation's Rock Hudson. And if, Yeah, or Jimmy Stewart. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I don't mean it that way. He is our Jimmy Stewart. But I mean Rock Hudson... 1985 nobody was talking about oh. aids oh, okay. and remember he did something with doris day in a disease way he's like rock hudson you're saying yeah sort of. and it, just hear me out for a second mm-hmm. in 1985 no one was talking about aids the president hadn't even mentioned the word aids um nobody was nobody was talking about it it was this weird scary disease that was really early on nobody knew what what it was but it wasn't mainstream, and it was something that, you know, oh, only homosexuals get. Um, and then it was, well, maybe just anyone can get it from coughing or kissing, and it just turned in this nightmare. 1985, Rock Hudson does, I don't remember, a special or something with Doris Day, who he'd been in a million movies with. And um, he looks horrible. And everybody's like, what happened to Rock Hudson? I mean, if you don't know who Rock Hudson is, he was a guy, he was, I don't know, the Tom Cruise kind of guy. He always looked good, never seemed to age, was really in shape, everything else. Uh, was, you know, the guy in the 50s and 60s and, and 70s of, you know, just this heartthrob. But he was gay. Nobody knew it. He's on with Doris Day. Then he goes to uh, France for some radical experimental you know cancer treatments well ronald reagan was friends with rock for years when he was an actor and so ronald reagan calls him in france and says rock are you okay i just saw this thing it's that you don't look well that's when he said mr president i'll tell you the truth i have aids first time that ronald reagan knew or really most people knew anybody who had aids and uh he few days later rock hudson comes out and he says you know i have aids i'm dying ronald reagan starts talking about aids and it was the first time that people went oh wow we might know people that are going to die from this uh that i think tom hanks may be the rock hudson of this Mm -hmm. generation because everybody knows and likes tom hanks and you know, here's Tom Hanks filming with his wife uh, the new Elvis movie uh, in Australia, and they announced last night he's got COVID nineteen. Hopefully, dear God, please don't let's not lose Tom Hanks. But just him being sick, I think that in the NBA last night, I think shook those two things America. were yeah big time yeah they shook me yeah. I know that. Uh, also, Tom Hanks has. Uh, Type 2 diabetes, I believe. Oh, that's bad. So that'll be interesting to see how he deals with this. Yeah, um, that's not good at all. Yeah. You have diabetes, that, that puts you in a higher <laughs> risk uh, category for death. You know, the other thing is, I don't know if anybody else felt this way. The, Donald Trump, what he said in his speech last night about Europe was absolutely the right thing to do. Absolutely. Everybody's Stopping like, that is, just, yeah. Yeah. that is just so racist of him. 
Stop it right now. I thought, he, was, I thought he only liked Europeans. Yeah, I thought that I was the knock on him. Now, now he's uh, racist now he's against racist. Europeans? Okay. Uh, you know, he hates those Germans because they look so different. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it was absolutely the right thing to do. But I watched that last night, and it was one of those things where I thought, oh, my gosh. What? I mean, I, did anybody else watch his speech and think, mm-hmm. holy cow. I said that out loud when he said that. Yeah. I did, yeah holy I did cow. I think that, yeah. too, hit a lot of people who are conservative because it did we we go through this thing where the media is so awful to trump and so unfair to him Mm. that it's easy to see every single story in this kind of constant plot against donald trump which absolutely exists through all of these storylines including covid19 like they have been completely unfair to him absolutely but like a lot of people are saying, oh, this is a hoax. They're going after him because they want the economy to crash. This is not a big deal. Donald Trump is not out there trying to sink Donald Trump's presidency. No. Donald Trump is out there on television telling you you, you, you can't go to Europe. Well, I guess you can. It was a little bit unclear. As you have four days. You have four days to return. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you're going to have to go through screening. You may be held uh, elsewhere. Uh, this is a really big deal. None of our allies were alerted uh, by this. The mm. what's going on in Europe, uh, France is on fire right now, and France is not taking this seriously at all. We have friends. Tanya told me, you know, we have friends who went to to France, and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Those people, they took their family to France. She said, yeah, and I said, all right. Not going to church. If they're going to church, not going to church. Don't want the kids playing with their kids for 14 days. They were in France, and they what they did was they're like, oh, my gosh, we just decided $200 round trip to France. Yeah, there's a reason. It's true. I got all this. It is tempting. I got all this meat on sale. You know how much, you know how expensive meat is. I got all this meat on sale. I got it for pennies for the pound. <laughs> and, you know, they're saying that it's spoiled meat. It's been sitting out in the sun for the last 14 days. But and it came from a lab. Yeah, but it's fantastic. <laughs> it was so cheap. Yeah, it's cheap for a reason. Yeah. And people aren't taking it seriously. And that's mm. what Ronald, uh, that's what uh, Donald Trump mm. did last night was start to take it seriously for the American people and hopefully started to wake them up. But right after he was done, boom, NBA, boom, Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, night. too, because CNN can't say now that he's he's calling this a hoax and he's not taking it seriously. So instead, it changes to now he's a xenophobe. Yeah, so now because seriously. he's taking it seriously, now he's a xenophobe and he's not allowing anybody it into the United exactly, States. He cannot win. No, it's exactly the right thing to do. Now, it is. You have to understand, as we told you yesterday, the reason why we're not canceling schools. That is the easiest thing to do. That is that doesn't that seem like the smart thing to do? Because we all know mm-hmm. schools are petri dishes. And they have done it through colleges. Right. Uh, it's happened at a lot of universities. Correct. Some schools have been canceled. So why are they doing it at universities pretty much universally now? Uh, or it's it's trending that way. But you're not seeing schools all over the country cancel. Forty four percent of parents cannot stay home with yeah, their right. kids right so we're in this catch-22 where we know that parents are they, they what are they going to do they can't they may not be able to work from home mm-hmm. they have to work uh they have their kids come home the entire 
44% of households collapse under that. Isn't it true also that very few children are getting this? Yeah, but no, they are getting it. It's like um, there is, um, what is it, uh, hepatitis. There's a hepatitis that spreads um, really easily, not through the blood. And kids, babies, can get it. And they have found that every adult around these babies will get hepatitis. And they'll be knocked out. They test the children, and the children all have it. All the babies have it, but it doesn't affect their their immune system. It does It's not manifesting in any way where it's harmful for them. Spanish flu is the opposite of this. In 1918, Spanish flu kind of short-circuited. If you had a strong immune system, it put everything into overdrive. And so all the strong immune systems were breaking down. So all the children... And under 18, they were the real targets. This is the opposite. So they're mm. getting it. It's just not, it's just not hurting them. It's not hurting them. Uh, can I give you one other update here? Yeah. Um, f- so for the second time since these rules have put in, and both of them in the, this week, we have hit the tripwire of the yeah. stock market down uh, 1,700 points again oh, today, uh, including another the 7% mm. thing on the uh, S&P 500. So there's so, a 15-minute break, and we're in that window I'm, for the second time this week at this time. Okay, so I'm going to tell you something that I just don't want to – I just don't want to be a freak-out guy. I don't want – want you to panic um, but i wrote to my wife today and i said honey i want our money out of the stock market we've been going back and forth on this <laughs> so um, amazing i just i just texted my wife <laughs> did you the same exactly yeah i said honey i want out of the stock market and mm-hmm. we're down 20 percent we're down 20 percent that's we, now uh, bear territory that's now means that that's a sign of recession mm-hmm. and here's why this is the more facts that come in. We are at least 18 months away from having a vaccine available available. Yeah. OK, now there's going to be ways to fight it. It's going to be a bell curve, although the <laughs> other side of the bell seems to be a little lopsided. Um, we think at this point that there's not going to be a flu season on this. It's just going to keep going. We don't know, but we think um, we don't know, but we think you can get reinfected on it. And when you do, that's even worse. China is reopening uh, all of their factories and everything else. People are going back to work. If that remains stable, then we can go, okay, we, we don't. Once it r- burns through your system, it's not going to reignite and, and you have to repeat everything all over again. And it would have peaked at, at what, 80,000? people in fact yeah which is not if they're telling the truth is not that big a deal so here's the here's the problem this is going to last us you know three to seven months minimum uh and we're going to go through other cycles if we can get through the summer it's going to come back worse look at the pandemics in the past Mm -hmm. it's a year into it a year and a half into it to me that says we're going to have significant down for a significant period of time. We're going to go through tough, tough times. Eco- economically? I mean, obviously, economically. as well as the, the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. situation. I'm talking about economically alone. The whole situation, this is going to change. We will be different people, and I'm talking globally, on the other side of this. When this is all passed, we, we will be doing things then that will remain with us forever 
that we would have never done today. It's mm-hmm. going to change p- the way people work, the way we interact, the software, the systems. Absolutely everything is going to change because of this. And I don't, I don't want you to freak out. You should not freak out. If you are young and you have your money in the stock market and you're 40, leave it in the stock market. Leave it in the stock market because you can never predict the top. You can never predict the bottom. Leave it in. It will eventually come back. If you're somebody, I'm 56. I'd like to be able to say when I'm 65, you know what? I just want to go and do something else. Uh, I could be wiped out. You know, if this continues to go on, you could Mm -hmm. be wiped out. If you're 60, 65, get your money out of the stock market. Take your loss now. It's going to be a rough couple of months. Even when people try to blow it off and they're like, oh, it's it's just like the flu. First of all, the flu is serious. But remember, let's just say it is like the flu. The flu year one really sucked. I don't yeah. know if anyone's noticed that. It's year two, this is, is really year true. two was worse. Yeah. Year one oh two is what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. right? Like in year one oh two, well, we've been able to get a handle on it, and I think the same thing is true with this. But year, and we have a much better system now too. It's I don't think it's going to be nineteen eighteen, but we. Don't. But it is right. a scary. It's time. worse in some ways could, because yeah. of the mobility of the of the yeah. people of the planet, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact, and the fact that. Uh, we are seeing now that self-isolation is helpful. But unless the people take it seriously, we are going to go just the way of Germany, just the way of France, just the way of, of Italy, which is not good in case you haven't been paying attention because the people didn't self-isolate. And I want to show you later on in the program exactly what that means. You've got to take this seriously right now. You should show the really quick video of Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz and how unseriously he was taking it. Two days later, he's got the virus. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. This is the first pandemic that can be controlled. This, according to the WHO, it is officially now a global pandemic. They announced they made that announcement yesterday. We found out from the president that uh, no travel from Europeans to the United States for 30 days. Uh, he's talking about massive packages to the American people, including a tax holiday uh, or at least deferred um, small business loans of up to 50 billion dollars in, in money accessible. The immediate reaction from the Democrats was this is ridiculous. We need more food stamps. I mean, it's it's crazy what's going on we really have to pay attention to what congress is doing because believe me they will not waste uh this uh opportunity they will not waste this election uh or this this coronavirus em- uh, emergency because of the election coming up and the media is in overdrive trying to make the president look bad we'll tell you the truth when he screws up we'll tell you when he doesn't we'll tell you Um, We want to be fair and objective uh, because this is way too important. If you remember during the election of 2008, there was a guy named Joe the plumber 
who said, you know, I've worked hard for my business and, you know, you want to tax me more and give it to other people. And that's when Barack Obama really kind of outed himself as a guy who believed in the Marxist uh, tendencies of share the wealth. And he had that amazing exchange where he's like, I just think there comes a time where you've made too much money. Uh, that didn't stop America from voting for Barack Obama, but it was a wake up call to many people. I think now, not Joe the plumber, I think there is a Jerry the auto worker. He's a guy who was meeting with Joe Biden in a group of auto workers uh, just before the uh, just before the primary. And he just asked the vice president a question about taking guns and the president unloaded on him. Uh, and it was quite an amazing exchange. We have uh, Jerry with us now. Um, and his name is Jerry Wayne. He was on with uh, Dave Rubin yesterday. I called Dave and said, hey, Dave, can you give me Jerry's phone number? Thank you very much for coming on this program uh, as well, Jerry. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, so let me let me ask you a couple of questions first. Are you because we didn't see any of the interaction prior to and the vice president came after you like you were a jerk and an enemy. Can you tell me, was there anything that we didn't see before that video that that put you in a position to where he thought this this guy is just going to attack me? No, uh, on all the videos, I think they captured just about everything. Some of the videos you got to fish through, though, to see uh, exactly what my question was. I was quite respectful and uh, articulate with my question. I took some time to actually uh, to, to write it. and. Yeah. And get to be able to actually move forward on that. Because yeah. you were reading it off of your cell phone, and did you had an expectation of meeting him, or is that it was just in case you had a moment you wanted to ask this question? Yeah, I had no idea that I was going to be able to ask the question. I just wanted to be prepared in case I did have the opportunity. Okay. I mean, how many ch- chances do you get to, to do that? Right. Now, you are a uh, long-term auto worker. You're a strong union guy. Are you? Was, was this an honest question and I, I i mean it this way there are people who are asking questions because they want to make a point and then there's others who um may make a point while doing it but they're asking because they really want to know because joe biden might have been a candidate that they might have voted for are you right. a guy who has voted for democrats before would consider uh, a a democrat or not um yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, I'm not I'm not an auto worker. I'm a millwright by trade. I'm a union millwright. And yes, you're right. I'm very, very strong with the union. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I really support them. Um, yeah, I uh, I think I was on. Yeah. The show last night, I said I didn't vote for Trump uh, last election. Okay. Um, I, uh, I I I I grew up Democrat. For okay. sure. Um, I'm, I don't I don't choose either side right now. I'm uh, I'm just an American. You. That's all I am. Good for you. OK, so. You um, ask your question about you say, you know, he's taking the taking you're you're going to be taking our guns. Can you tell us the question that you actually asked him? Um, I can uh, I can paraphrase. paraphrase yeah. I don't have it in front yeah, of yeah, me. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. So there's actually uh, uh, two questions in there. One, I was curious about how uh, he was going to keep us working like we are now. Right now, our work is we're doing really, really well. All, all right. the trades are out there make, uh, working a ton of hours and putting a lot of money into our pensions. And he wants to come here and say that he can do a better job. So I asked him how he was going to do that. I wanted him to tell me what his plan was to make it even better than what it is right now. Okay. It's, uh, it's doing really well at the moment. All right. 
Um, and then I, uh, I wanted to see how he was going to obtain our votes. There, there's a, there's a quite a large percentage of people that want to uh, hold their guns. And they also want the democratic party to, uh, to, to represent the union. And I don't see how you're going to split that right down the middle and get both uh, things done and get the, and get the vote. So that's not an adversarial question. That is, you know, basically I would read that as I want to vote for a Democrat, but I'm worried that a, you don't have a plan that's going to make things better. You can say that, but I want to actually hear your plan. I want to believe you. And second, I'm really concerned because you guys keep talking about taking guns. I want a Democrat to win, but you're going to take our guns. Is that when he turned on you? Um, well, well ju- just to back it up a little bit, it's not, I don't care if it's a Democrat, Republican or anything. I just I want somebody in right. office with. But more you're willing. It's I not want. like you Democrats are all going to. It wasn't that. Right. No, right. OK. No, I didn't. Yeah. All right. So and is that when the tone completely changed in your mind with him? The gun question. Um, yeah, well, the, well, his first remark, uh, what kind of made me uh, get, be drawn back a little bit, you know. Um, but I kind of just let him dig his own hole after that. So, um, it, it, was it a surprise to you that he that he reacted that way to you? Uh, yeah, for being a politician, I did, I didn't expect that whatsoever. I kind of expected him to just uh, tell me like, "Hey, uh, we're not taking questions right now." You know, and just kind of go around, go around the bush a little bit. Right. Um, uh, but I think he showed up there knowing that, you know, the unions there and then the Democrats usually, you know, win unions and stuff like that. And I think he wanted to go there just for a quick stunt yeah. and get our vote and walk out. I don't think he was prepared for it. To earn it. So um, when his aide said, OK, all right, we're going to move on. He hushed. He hushed her uh, pretty sternly. Yeah. Uh, what was your reaction to that? Uh, I didn't really pay much attention to it. I figured, you know, they had their own, you know, professional relationship. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. That's not what I was there for. I was there to make a stand. Yeah. I was there to, to call him out on something, and I want him to be able to respectfully articulate what his actual plan is to do it. Because if you're going to go out and try to take our guns, it's not, we're not going to go... We're not going to go easy. So when he said, I'm, well, I'm not going to come for your guns. I, I own a shotgun. Um, and then he started talking about the AR-14s. Um, when he said to you, you're a liar, basically. You're a liar. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're saying you brought up the viral video that was on CNN. It wasn't doctored. Yeah. It, was a con- it was a conversation with CNN. And he absolutely denied that that was even real. Do you think yeah, he that, knew what that caught me? Go ahead. Yeah, that, that that caught me off guard more than uh, him. His initial response. Uh, I was I was expecting him to be like, "Yeah, we are going to take them and stuff like that." And I tell you what, I would have respected that a lot more than him beating around the bush and trying right. to, to back up a little bit. Um, at least then we can have a conversation about it and move forward. You know, and the, the reason I, I sat there and uh, he kind of got aggressive with me, but I wanted to listen. And I think that's what America's uh, lacking right now is people yeah. actually wanting to listen to each other. And I wanted to give him that opportunity. And I listened to him, and not only did I hear him, but all of America did. So let me play what he said that was, you know, the viral video. Oh, yeah, they're all doctored. Here's what he actually said. And how do you translate this into anything other than, yeah, I am coming for your gun? Listen. Buy an assault weapon that has multiple rounds, or buy an assault weapon that has a hundred rounds, 
even though it may not, you can't point to the fact that it, in fact, had stopped it before. Do you want more of them on the street? Do we want to do that? So to, to, to gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. Okay. What's your problem with that, Jerry? And I mean this sincerely. You know, he's just saying it's a assault weapon. You can keep your gun, just not that kind of gun. You know, the reason he wants to go after these, quote unquote, assault weapons, these, these long guns. Why is that? Is it because they're so accurate? Because I tell you what, handguns kill more people than these so-called assault weapons. So if he really cared for the American people, don't you think he'd be going after them? Because he's not. And that makes me feel as if there's an underlying issue there. And that makes me want to hold on to him just that much more. Now, what is the reaction to you now? Have you had fallout at work? The people that were around you? What What is your life been like in the immediate, he just walked away. What did the people around you do? And how are you being affected positively or negatively now in your life? Well, uh, it's, it's been quite a roller coaster. Um, yeah, when I was there, there was quite a few people that were not happy with the question that I asked. I was definitely rubbing against the grain there. And uh, I think it was, it was just more important for me to stand up for America than it was the people around me. Um, but I tell you what, since then, I have had a flood of support from my peers and unions across the nation. Really? Yes. In what way? In saying that uh, they, they, some people call me a patriot, some people are calling me a hero, and uh, if that's what they want to call me, that's great. Uh, I'm, I'm just a guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a guy that wanted to say something on his mind to a peer of mine who happened to be Joe Biden. I think it's important that people know that, that Joe Biden is nothing more than a peer. Really good point. What is the... What's the general takeaway you hope people get from that interaction? There's two things. One, take time and actually listen to each other, even if it is an opposition, because you might learn something. And two, stand up. As an American, it is your duty. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Jerry Wayne, uh, the man who confronted Joe Biden and was called um, full of excrement by the vice president and uh, he never denied it never <laughs> once in that call did he deny he's full of it yeah never no i didn't even catch that Stu. i should have asked him <laughs> yeah you didn't press him yeah, yeah you're, you're not a very sure. good interviewer obviously yeah. uh, but i will say he did not seem uh to be adversarial he did not seem at all to have some i thought big those were reasonable questions totally and and there's a certain brand of person who like wants a youtube hit I'm going to have this big YouTube moment with Joe Biden. That was not what that was. Yeah, no. You watch the full interview with him with Dave Rubin. You can find it at uh, Blaze, uh, blaze blazetv.com. Use blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn. You're going to save 10%. But uh, Dave Rubin, if you don't know who he is, you need to know who Dave Rubin is. He is. He's just fantastic and curious. He was a guy who was way on the other side. Worked with Jank or Sank or whatever his name is. Worked with that guy. Uh, at Young Turks and woke up and was like, wow, I am standing with the wrong people. Uh, and is truly a remarkable man. You can check out Dave Rubin on his uh, podcast, wherever you find podcasts. And also you can get the whole archive and everything else at uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.